COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa, both S's. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at IC Sativa Pod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor.fm, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am cannabis sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have five dollar and above tiers if you're feeling extra generous and a special thanks goes out to our current patreons and supporters shout out to our friends of the show reefer revolution for supporting the podcast shout out also to joey one love 420 also a friend of the show and contributor of, of the show uh, and founder and frontman of keystone state reviews becoming a patreon or financially supporting us through anchor patreon paypal gets you perks like early episodes exclusives and shout outs at the beginning of every episode and without further ado let's get to the episode Howdy y'all, Dan Scotland here joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. For today's episode, this is going to be the start of our multiple episode series on, on legalization and for reasons why people should vote for legalization in their state, province, or municipality. Um, we're in the closing weeks of the general election in the United States. Um, people in all 50 states and U.S. territories are going to be able to vote on a variety of different candidates, whether it's um, U.S. Congress candidates, whether it's U.S. senators, whether it's, you know, state um, state politicians, whether they're up for re-election. Um, clerks, city, school board, all that. Excuse me. Pretty much every position under the sun will be allowed to be voted on um, this November 3rd. And um, cannabis is in, on the ballot in many different states. Um, for some folks, it's, it's on the ballot for medical purposes. And for a number of states like New Jersey, Montana, 
South Dakota, Arizona. Um, what, what other states? Yeah, I think those are the four where recreational is also is going to be on the ballot. Um, we have to have like a game plan on on how to talk to our coworkers, how to talk to friends, how to talk to family, because you know it's it's in the coming weeks when the debates start. You know, like in October. You know, or I think the 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 first debate is tomorrow, I believe. But then the rest of the debates are obviously going to be in October. So that's when people, you know, with actual kids and actual, you know, you know, huge amounts of obligations of their time. This is when people actually start paying attention to the, you know, the president, the presidential race or um, to their local races and deciding who they're going to vote. This these in these coming weeks or these are the coming weeks that people start making the decisions on who they're going to vote for in this November 3rd. So there's going to be water cooler talk. There's going to be, you know, just doing errands. People are going to be, you know, asking themselves questions as to who they want to vote for and who, which candidate, whether she or he represents their interests. So we want to give you talking points to use when, you know, these conversations come up. And um, so I hope to do many episodes like this. This won't be the only episode like this is just the beginning of this series. But um, we'll read a variety of different articles and, and things. So um, as always, I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play Store, iHeartRadio. Uh, iTunes and other platforms like it. On Instagram, I can be found at I am Canvas Sativa. On Twitter, I see Sativa Pod. Right. Okay. Marijuana legalization and the fight for racial justice op-ed marijuana movement black and brown lives matter and we owe it to this country and to ourselves to take tangible steps towards dismantling the power structures that perpetuate injustice marijuana prohibition is simply one of them and part of the reason why i'm doing this these series of episodes is because four years ago my state had voted to legalize cannabis and um you know, around this time during d- d- during four years ago, when I was at work and um, my coworkers were talking about it, like we only talked about this once, bef- like a couple of days before the election. But I, you know, um, we in our at our workplace, we had people from from three different states that worked there. Um, we had people obviously from Mass, which was the majority of the co-workers. We had a lot of people from New Hampshire. And then we had um, a couple of co-workers who lived in Maine. And both Massachusetts and Maine were voting on recreational. And, you know, the discussion was very supportive. There was only one co-worker that was just vocally against it. But everyone was pretty supportive of it, you know. I mean, I got to get in maybe like some modest points about it bringing in a lot of tax revenue, but I just I I, I I held things close to the vest, not because I didn't know my stuff, but a I didn't want to seem like a stoner to my coworkers, and b, um, 
Look, I knew some I, I knew some stuff about why it should be legal, but I didn't have a fully fleshed out like reasoning. You know, I didn't have fully fleshed out talking points like I do now. You know, so I, I want all of you to be in a better position than I was four years ago. So when this gets talked about in the water cooler, when this gets talked about while filling gas or you know picking up the morning coffee or whatever. Or even even if you're in the city or you're, you know, going to a conference or going elsewhere, you take an Uber and your 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 Uber driver asks about what's on the ballot. You know, you want to you want to be able to know your stuff and to be able to articulate your position well. And um, especially if you live in more conservative states where this isn't guaranteed to pass. It's 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 all the more important to have your talking points in order and to know um, why it is you want want to persuade the other side to make it legal, because again, I mean, more 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 than ever, more people are becoming hip to the game, and you know, most Americans, almost seventy percent of Americans, want it legal, but you still have holdouts. You still have people that haven't made up their mind yet. So you want to seem like you know what you're talking about. So this is why I'm doing this. Black and brown lives matter, and we owe it to this country and ourselves to take tangible steps towards dismantling many of the power structures that perpetuate injustice. Marijuana prohibition is simply one of them. By Eric Altari Normal. On May 25th, George Floyd was killed on camera by officers affiliated with the Minneapolis Police Department. As were many Americans, we were shocked and disheartened by this tragic and needless loss of life. As the events of the past few days unfolded, it is clear that America is in the midst of being is in the midst of a long overdue reckoning with itself. Since 1619, when the first ships arrived on the coast of Virginia with enslaved Africans in chains, our country has long had to struggle and address the inequity and structural racism embedded within our public institutions, particularly within the criminal justice system. From slavery to the Civil War, the battles to end Jim Crow laws, the march for civil rights, the protests against mass incarceration, the Black Lives Matter movement, each generation of Americans has stepped up to take action to fight to end racial injustice. As the protests continue to take place across our nation, more Americans are publicly demanding action from their local, state, and federal leaders to end the policies and practices that promote and enable and derive systematic injustice, systematic racial injustice. In these conversations about policy solutions, many will include in their demands an ending to the war of drugs on drugs, or at the very minimum, an ending to marijuana criminalization. But while ending cannabis prohibition is both important and necessary, we must recognize that doing so would be a single piece of the larger puzzle. Will legalizing marijuana reform alone solve the problem of racial injustice? No. Is it ending, is ending cannabis prohibition going to fix all of America's social ills? No. After we legalize cannabis use, will we see an end to the discriminatory policing against communities of colors and our other marginalized groups? No. Will 
ending marijuana prohibition be a small step towards the greater goal of promoting justice? Without a doubt, yes. Our decades-long prohibition of marijuana was founded on racism and bigotry. Look at look no further than this than the sentiment of its architect Henry J. Esslinger, commissioner of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, who claimed that most m marijuana customers in the United States are Negroes, Hispanics, Filipinos, and entertainers. Marijuana causes white women to seek sexual relations with Negroes. Reefer makes darkies think they're as good as white men. These racial biases were later exploited by the Nixon, Nixon administration when it ramped up the drug war in 1970 and declared cannabis to be public enemy number one. As former Nixon advisor John Elcherman later acknowledged, the Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left and black people. You understand that I, you you understand what I'm saying? We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black, but by getting the public to associate hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin, then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt the, both communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, vilify them night after night on the evening news, did we know did we know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did. Their words, man. Today, the modern era of marijuana prohibition continues to be disproportionately applied. Annually, over 650,000 Americans are arrested for violating marijuana laws. Yet, according to analysis of the arrests released earlier this year by the ACLU, in every single state, black people were more likely to be arrested for marijuana possession. In some states, black people were up to six, eight, and almost 10 times more likely to be arrested. In 31 states, racial disparities were actually larger in 2018 than they were in 2010. Of course, marijuana prohibition isn't the sole cause of America's racial inequities, nor is it the sole reason why certain members of the police continue to engage in racially aggressive policing and misconduct because criminalization is one of the is one of the tools commonly used to justify and perpetuate these injustices for example marijuana enforcement was the pretext in the fatal law enforcement shooting of another minnesotan just a few years before george floyd's murder philando castile the officer in the case alleged that he feared for his life simply because he believed that Mr. Castile had been smoking marijuana. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean, I've known about this case since since um, it happened four years ago, but just reading these words again, it does not does not make it any less jarring. Stating, I thought I was going to die, and I thought if he if he had the guts and the audacity to smoke marijuana in front of the five-year-old girl and risking her lungs and her life by giving her secondhand smoke in front of the... This is it. 
I mean, did this idiot forget what life was like before the late 90s, early 2000s? Did this guy forget what life was like before 2000? People were going to restaurants and where they were smoking in non-smoking sections. And you would go to the non-smoking section and you would still, you would still sort of kind of smell like an ashtray after coming out of the restaurant. Like, this was a regular occurrence before the 2000s. Like, this... No, this guy was a racist and he wanted to use any pretext possible to justify killing Philando Castile. Like, there's no other way to look at that, really. Give her sec risk her life by giving her secondhand smoke and the front seat passenger was doing the same thing, then what care does he have about me? And I let off the rounds and then after the rounds were off, the little girl was screaming. Gee, you think, you mofo? He just, she just watched her dad get shot. Even those jurisdictions where adult use is legal, we know there still remains much work to be done to address the racial inequities. For instance, African Americans and Latinos continue to disproportionately be targeted for traffic stops in Colorado and Washington even after legalization. You want to know why? And I, You want to know the reason why I think that? Again, these public smoking laws in all, in all of these states where it has been made legal, smoking in public is, is, is against the law in, in all these legal states. And Nevada even takes it a step further and makes public use a misdemeanor. So again, if you don't own your own apartment, um, if you don't own your own home and your landlord bans you from using, and if you live in public housing, you can't, you can't, you can't use it especially because you'll, you'll automatically get kicked out. But my guess is because people of color and Latinos are are are, are less likely to, to own property or live in places where they outright um, own it, so they have to use it in public because they can't use it in, in their residence because it, it is banned by the property owners. That is my guess as why as to why there continued to be disproportionate arrests. Like, that's my theory. That's been a theory I've been talking about since the inception of this podcast, and I'll, I'll plug it to anyone else that'll listen. But that's my theory as to why you're still seeing that. Then there's the question of the cannabis industry itself. We advocates need to need to continue to push for inclusion and equity within this space. We must not ignore the reality while a handful of venture capitalists are now engaging in licensed cannabis sales and systems that largely exclude minority ownership while millions of others, most of them young, poor, and people of color, have to continue to face arrest and incarceration for engaging in much of the same behavior. There is no doubt that our national discussion over matters of race and policing will continue long after these public protests have ceased. Normal believes that calls for cannabis legalization need to be an important part of the emerging discussion, but only a part. Black and brown lives matter, and we owe it to this country and to ourselves to take tangible steps towards eliminating the power structures that perpetuate injustice. Marijuana prohibition is simply one of them. We're at a crossroads in this country, and it is time for all of us to march as allies 
in the fight for racial justice and equality. It is important that during this process for those of us not from these marginalized communities to truly listen to those who are facing this oppression and support them in their struggle. Let us take this moment to pledge to put in the work necessary in order to make America better and more a better and more just nation that we know it can be. End of article. So, so one more thing that I'll say to sort of um, to wrap this up in a bow is that the this is a racial justice issue, um, as this article eloquently lays out. Um, this voting yes in your state will be a way to. I mean, again, it won't be the silver bullet, but it will be the way to. Um, It'll be, the, it'll be one of the ways that you can engender racial justice in your neck of the woods. Um, it's, it's one part of the puzzle. It's one, you know, stopping the disproportionate arrest for cannabis um, can really go a long way in making a lot of, um, in reducing the amount of, of uh, problematic interactions that, that black people have to deal with, with, with cops. This, this takes one tool out of the tool chest. It's not, it won't take all of them out, but it's, it takes one tool that, the, that, that systematic racists have. Um, and, and, and like, let's say this is brought up in an office or in the office that you work in. I mean, to get a lot of um, good paying jobs, you, you need a college degree. And a lot of times in college, that's the period of life where people experiment and you know a lot of people experiment with drugs in college and and you know may continue to do it after college or may stop after college but if you're in that office you know working that nice job and this is coming up like i mean i would just bring up the fact that you know not everyone gets to go to college one and two it's like if if someone is just doing it when they get out of work and they happen to live in a poorer neighborhood where cops are more likely to profile and more likely to to surveil those neighborhoods someone can get busted for the same experimenting you did you know, on your college campus where, where, you know, those cops weren't, you know, overly surveilling, you know, you had a more safe environment to experiment. And that person that, that, that has the record that, that can get their record expunged through a yes vote and legalization, that person might have just been at, or, or likely was probably just at the wrong place at the wrong time and it's, and it's because of the, the racism inherent in our system and, and country so if, if you got to experiment in, in, in your youth and, and not get a record you owe it to the people that tried to, that tried to do what you were doing but then had their lives ruined you owe it to them to vote yes you owe it to them to clear records you owe it to the people of color that you work with and the people of color that you know to vote yes on this because this is one tool in helping to create racial justice. It's not the only um, it's not the only tool by any stretch of the imagination, but it is a tool that can be used. But um but that's that's all I wanted to say to sort of wrap this up. 
again this will be the first of of um this series we're gonna have more episodes like this as always, I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Spotify, Castbox, and other platforms like it. On Twitter, I can be found at IC Sativa Pod. On Instagram, I can be found at I am Cannabis Sativa. And to join our ever-expanding Discord community, you go to Discord.gg/65tg2nr. And to go to become a Patreon for just $1 a month, you can go to bit.ly slash 2NJMSHN. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends, and free Julian Assange. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.